This is our eighth episode of our series, The Lord Has an Indictment Against the Nations. Let us open our Bible to Job 8, verse 11 to 15. Can the papyrus grow up without a marsh? Can the rushes grow without water? While it is still green and not cut down, yet it withers before any other plant. So are the path of all who forget God, and the hope of the godless will perish. Whose confidence is fragile, and whose trust a spider's web? He trusts in his house, but it does not stand. He holds fast to it, but it does not endure. The spider's web was a comparison to the teaching of the godless, the wicked, vipers, Satan, devils, serpents, demons. All sermons that taught lies differing from the Bible was called the spider's web. The wicked were compared to spiders, and the spiders eat the insects that get caught in the web. There is a clear answer to this. Insects are not the insects that people think of. Habakkuk 1.14 says, Why have you made men like the fish of the sea, like creeping things without a ruler over them? Men were compared to creeping things. The people who die from being caught in the word of the wicked were compared to creeping things, which in other words are insects. It says in Ezekiel 8 verse 5 to 10, Then he said to me, Son of man, raise your eyes now toward the north. So I raised my eyes toward the north, and behold, to the north of the altar gate was this idol of jealousy at the entrance. And he said to me, Son of man, do you see what they are doing? The great abominations which the house of Israel are committing here, so that I would be far from my sanctuary? But yet you will see still greater abominations. Then he brought me to the entrance of the court, and when I looked, behold, a hole in the wall. He said to me, Son of man, now dig through the wall. So I dug through the wall, and behold, an entrance. And he said to me, Go in and see the wicked abominations that they are committing here. This is idolatry. So I entered and looked, and behold, every form of creeping things. People were compared to creeping things, and beasts and detestable things with all the idols of the house of Israel were carved on the wall all around. The people who became idols were called every form of creeping things, beasts and detestable things, which are idols. Thus, the idol is not the idol outside the church, it is the idol standing on the church pulpit. The idols that Israel serves are the idols who use Jesus' name with the Bible, and they were compared to creeping things and beasts. The idols were called spiders, and the lies differing from the Bible that they preach were called spider's web. The congregation who believes those lies were compared to creeping things. Those are the insects who die as spider's food. If they only realized this single truth, they would turn away from idolatry. Thus it says in Leviticus 5 verse 2, Or if a person touches any unclean thing, whether a carcass of an unclean beast, 
God had likened people to beasts, or the carcass of unclean cattle, or a carcass of unclean swarming things. Carcass means the dead body of an unclean person. Carcasses are the people who use Jesus' name, the name that they are alive, but they are spiritually dead. They were called the carcass of unclean beasts, carcass of unclean cattle, carcass of unclean swarming things. Though it is hidden from him and he is unclean, then he will be guilty. So all Catholics and Christians of the world must be created again with the new covenant which was unheard of in any age. And now God is perfectly purifying us with the new covenant. All Catholics and Christians on earth should understand this truth and return now. But the wicked are damning themselves to eternal sin by blaspheming this great work. By adding sin upon sin, without believing a single verse of the Bible, they themselves have rejected the love of God that would save them forever. Thus, if you reject this truth, there is no other chance. This is called blaspheming the Holy Spirit. All of us touch the carcass of swarming things, wild beasts and cattle like the others. But we received the word of judgment about that, and we have turned away from that perfectly. And now, no one in the world can say that they didn't know the truth. No one can make any excuse because the word of God was already translated into each language of the world. We were dead in our transgressions and sins, but God himself has made us alive. The people who are put to riches, but who do not understand the truth, and the people who believe the words of people who are spiritually dead have touched the carcass of unclean swarming things, which are insects. Is this clear? If a person touches any unclean thing, whether a carcass of an unclean beast or the carcass of unclean cattle or a carcass of unclean swarming things, though it is hidden from him and he is unclean. Hidden from him means unconsciously, unintentionally, carelessly. When the scripture locked up everyone under sin for 2,000 years, everyone's uncleanness was hidden from them. So no one in the world can say to God that they have no transgression. Transgression means the rebellious intent or action even while knowing it is wrong or a mistake or a sin. So transgression is distinguished from a simple failure or a mistake. It is within the bounds of sin. This can also be the reason for death. God has been opening the way of life to let us understand and be forgiven of our transgressions through the word of the cross. He has been opening the mystery of the kingdom of heaven to blot out all of our transgressions. So if you realize your transgression, you must accept the fact and repent. Though it is hidden from him and he is unclean, then he will be guilty. The time to free us from the transgression forever is the 21st century now. Now with all this, is the Old Testament still just the law and not the gospel to you? You wicked have eyes, but do not see. You have ears, but do not hear. 
Now, your sins will come upon yourselves for rejecting and blaspheming God's love, which is forever turning you away from this transgression back to the truth. The revilers testify to the world's law, which prove that they are the children of the devil, the people who belong to this world, and the enemies of God who went out from us. In other words, they testify to the whole world that they are demons. Thus, the devil has sinned from the beginning. Their root is the unclean serpent and the viper. This fact fulfills the next verse. 1 John 3 verse 8 to 12 The one who practices sin is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. The Son of God appeared for this purpose, to destroy the works of the devil. Let me ask everyone, were the works of the devil destroyed in the past 2,000 years? The number of devils actually increased. They disguised themselves in Jesus' name and God's name, and they used the name for their own work on the holy pulpit. Yet, the congregation did not realize it at all. But in Romans 8 verse 14 and 19, God has prophesied of the sons of God who will appear and together with the another helper, the spirit of truth, destroy the works of the devil by clearly revealing the identity of the devil. God has already prophesied of this time in Joshua 3 verse 4, Galatians 3 verse 22 to 23, Hebrews chapter 8, and throughout the entire Bible from Genesis to Revelation. For 13 years, God has been declaring the word of judgment to destroy the works of the devil. Therefore, he has been exposing the truth that the devil, Satan, and demons were in the same household, inside Christianity, and exposing the lies that they preached in Jesus' name one by one. However, God alone is the power to destroy the works of the devil. God uses us to clearly expose the identity of the devil and to declare it to the whole world. And it is God himself who is revealing this work. Jesus Christ will come down again after God has destroyed the works of the devil. More perfectly put, the Father God, the Son Jesus Christ, and the Spirit of Truth becomes one in Trinity and destroys the works of the devil with the sound wisdom. No one who is born of God practices sin because his seed abides in him, and he cannot sin because he is born of God. Our spirits were in the presence of God, and we came to this earth in God's appointed time. It's the same for Jesus Christ. God knows human nature all too well. So he has prepared the way of life, the way to eternal life of living on earth even without sinning. By this, the children of God and the children of the devil are obvious. Anyone who does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor the one who does not love his brother. Our brother is Jesus Christ, the Spirit of Truth and the Holy Ones. More broadly, all Catholics and Christians of the world are our brothers. This has been fulfilled by the revilers, those who denied the truth and left. 
and the Christians who made all kinds of slanders after watching the devilish distortion from SBS TV show Unanswered Questions. Even if they cannot love us, they should not hate us. But how they are so filled with hatred! They gnashed their teeth and testified evil, yet they call themselves Christian pastors and deacons and say God and Jesus with their lips, even though they belong to this world. For this is the message which you have heard from the beginning, that we should love one another, not as Cain. We urge the revilers to not be like Cain, who was of the evil one. He belonged to Satan and the devil. He belonged to this world and slew his brother. He slew Abel. And for what reason did he slay him? Because his deeds were evil and his brothers were righteous. That is why God said, hatred is murder. Yet they hated us, their brothers, and they repaid good with evil. Thus, their root is the devil, Satan, and demon. They belong to this world. They do not accept the things of the Spirit of God. They broke God's commandment. They prove with their words and actions that they are children of the devil. They are boasting about their evil deeds by slandering and blaspheming Reverend Okjushin and us before the investigator and on the world's media and the internet. By their dirty actions, they have committed the sin that can never be forgiven. This is the truth. But if you believe in only the teachings of demons that taught that all your sins will be forgiven if you just repent in Jesus' name, then you don't even know what transgression is. So how can you be forgiven? Thus, God has already decreed about the time when He lets us understand what transgression is, which is when we can discern what sin is, when we receive the new covenant through the another helper, the Spirit of Truth. Let us read Leviticus 5 verse 2 to 6. If a person touches any unclean thing, whether a carcass of an unclean beast, the beasts are in Babylon, the home for demons, and places like Sodom and Gomorrah as written in Isaiah 13 verse 19 to 22. They are ostriches, hyenas, and jackals. The wild beast is also in Genesis 3 verse 1. Now the serpent was more crafty than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. Serpent is called Satan and the devil. The head of the wild beast is the king of Babylon, the home for demons. Therefore, the devil sins from the beginning. Even with the Bible, Christianity has been corrupt and rotten until this age because of them. Then, does everyone who is a wild beast go to hell? Let us search for the answer. It is prophesied in Isaiah 43 verse 18 to 21. This prophecy has been fulfilled for the past 13 years in reality. So even the wild beasts will glorify God. People were compared to wild beasts. The wild beasts who live on earth now in the year 2020 can still completely return to the eternal gospel, which is the new work to the truth that is being declared to the whole world. Let us prove it. 
Do not call to mind the former things. The former things are everything in our former portion of life and all the days when the scripture had locked up everyone under sin. It is the time when we had not received the new covenant. Even the things until the time when we received this word of God are former things. Do not call to mind the former things or ponder things of the past. We have nullified our former portion of life already. God says to forget all former things, even until this moment, as you receive this word of God now, and never think of them again. Do not remember any of the former things when you added sin upon sin with a demon as the master of your heart. You just need to believe and keep this word of God. Behold, I will do something new. Now it will spring forth. God has been revealing the new work for the past 13 years already. Will you not be aware of it? You are all aware of it. This is the unheard of new covenant, which is the new work, the new song, the eternal gospel. To everyone in the world now, are you not aware of it? I will even make a roadway in the wilderness, rivers in the desert. The beasts of the field will glorify me, the jackals and the ostriches, because I have given waters in the wilderness and rivers in the desert to give drink to my chosen people. The people whom I formed for myself will declare my praise. This prophecy has been in progress for the past 13 years already. But Christians don't know that now is the age when this verse comes true. Among the beasts of the field, jackals and ostriches will glorify God. Even the enemies of God, Satan and the devil, if they survive the seven-year great tribulation, they will submit to God and glorify Him as the one true God in the world to come. Turn to Hosea 2 verse 18. In that day... The day is this generation. In that day, I will also make a covenant for them with the beasts of the field, the birds of the sky, and the creeping things of the ground. And I will abolish the bow, the sword, and war from the land, and will make them lie down in safety. This prophecy will come true perfectly in the 21st century now, in this age. This was written in 750 BC. It is coming true on earth now, 2,720 years later. So it says in verse 19 to 20, I will betroth you to me forever. This is clear proof that the another helper, the spirit of truth, has to be a woman by appearance. I will betroth you to me forever. God already lives forever anyway, but why did He say this? No one has ever lived forever on earth since creation until now. As for Enoch and Elijah, it is only written that they were moved without tasting death. Jesus, the Son of God, was resurrected into a body that will never die. He ascended to the right hand of God, and He has been resting since then until now. Then, who will fulfill the word, I will betroth you to me forever, in reality. This has to come true in this generation. 
This prophecy was not fulfilled for 2,000 years. And the history of the world is proof of this. In order to live a holy life without physically dying, the prophecy that Jesus Christ made has to be fulfilled about the Spirit of Truth who will come to this earth and be with us forever. That has to come true, and you must be created again with the new covenant for this verse to be fulfilled. I will betroth you to me forever. Yes, I will betroth you to me in righteousness and in justice. Justice means being fair and just without being partial to one side. This means you must not lean to the right or the left, and you must take the straight, upright highway. In loving kindness and in compassion, and I will betroth you to me in faithfulness. Then you will know the Lord. This is God's promise to be our husband and make us live forever without physically dying. Now is the age when this covenant is fulfilled on earth in reality. The people who fulfill this have to be among the people who believe in the one husband Jesus Christ. The entire Bible was written as a prophecy pointing to the people fulfilling this verse in this age. Let us read Leviticus 5 from verse 2. Or if a person touches anything unclean, whether a carcass of an unclean beast, or the carcass of unclean cattle, or a carcass of unclean swarming things, though it is hidden from him and he is unclean, then he will be guilty. Or if he touches human uncleanness, of whatever sort his uncleanness may be with which he becomes unclean, and it is hidden from him, and then he comes to realize it, he will be guilty. Unclean means impure and dishonest, a detestable thing to God. It is an action or object that is considered detestable or impure. Whatever sort of uncleanness it is, when he comes to know the guilt through the scripture, that's when he understands what sin is. Or if a person swears thoughtlessly with his lips to do evil or to do good. Thoughtlessly means when he is completely unaware or when he has no understanding. Or if a person swears thoughtlessly with his lips to do evil or to do good, in whatever matter a man may speak thoughtlessly with an oath, and it is hidden from him, and then he comes to know it, he will be guilty in one of these. So it shall be when he becomes guilty in one of these that he shall confess that in which he has sinned. When you don't even know what guilt is, that's when you are in a deep spiritual sleep. When God clearly reveals his hidden will by guiding us into all truth through the spirit of truth, you will understand your own transgression. The way to be free from your transgression is to confess the sin that you have committed. You should be confessing your sins in the presence of God. When you confess your sins, not only does God forgive you, but He shows compassion, restores your fellowship, and heals you. We have already carried out this word of God exactly for the past 13 years. We have publicly declared to the whole world even the sins that only we knew. The trade of demons is to make excuses for everything by lying. They don't listen to what other people say to them, and they do not accept any of it. 
When you understand your guilt, you can throw away the enemy inside you right away. But if you are constantly not being set free from your transgression, here is the answer. When you understand that you are guilty, follow this word of God and confess. It says in Psalm 32 verse 5, I acknowledged my sin to you and my iniquity. I did not hide. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the guilt of my sin. When you confess with your lips who the master of your heart was, you will be free from the lie. Understanding the truth is the basics of being set free from sin. Also in Proverbs 28 verse 13, He who conceals his transgressions will not prosper, but he who confesses and forsakes them will find compassion. These words will come true when we are guided into all truth plainly concerning sin. Let us look further. Turn to Jeremiah 3 verse 11 to 18. And the Lord said to me, Faithless Israel has proved herself more righteous than treacherous Judah. Go and proclaim these words toward the north. Proclaim northward toward nations that have winter, toward Babylon, the home for demons. Return, faithless Israel, declares the Lord. Faithless means backsliding. It is the act of betraying the covenant with God, forsaking the gospel, and even actively challenging God. Return, faithless Israel, declares the Lord. I will not look upon you in anger, for I am gracious, declares the Lord. I will not be angry forever. Only acknowledge your iniquity, that you have transgressed against the Lord your God, and have scattered your favors to the strangers under every green tree, and you have not obeyed my voice, declares the Lord. This does not refer to the atheists or people of other religions outside the church. These are the self-proclaimed Christians who rejected and betrayed the fact that the Word is God, even as they call on God and Jesus. The idols also mean the demons and the abominations who teach from the church pulpit. Grace Road Church has been declaring the voice of God on His behalf for the past 13 years. Return, O faithless sons, declares the Lord, for I am a master to you. All Catholics and Christians of the world, all babblers who only say only Jesus with their lips, Everyone must return to the Father God at these words. And I will take you one from a city and two from a family. Israel, the holy ones who are chosen again, and all of us were included in the you here. And this has come true now. This represents the wife whose head is the one husband Jesus Christ, which means the church. The true Christians pertain to the you here. And I will take you one from a city. One is the perfect one, the faith, the one who formed the Trinity, the holy lump of dough, the nation that declares the new covenant, one place, and all of us who united into one in truth. And I will take you one from a city and two from a family. Two are the house of Judah, the house of Israel, 
Christians who believe in the one husband Jesus Christ, the holy ones who hear the word of God at the middle level and follow this covenant as they acknowledge it as the truth, and also the people who take the word of God to heart, confess and truly repent of their sins, even repenting of the sins that they alone knew. These are the two who hear the word of God at the upper level and live by it. God takes these people means God's act of choosing each individual and his people. On the scale of people, God speaks of the people of Israel, the people who are to reign with Christ in the world to come, as his tool for the salvation of humanity. Choosing is also used in relation to each person's choice and salvation. Choosing the people of Israel as the people of the covenant is totally by the absolute authority of God. God is choosing Israel and Judah now in this generation through the new covenant. People have no credit in God's choosing. It is because of God's faithfulness in keeping His covenant with the fathers of faith such as Abraham and because of God's sovereign love to achieve perfect salvation. Not only did God call Israel as His elect, but He also chose a leader to guide Israel, which is us. God has also chosen the tribe of Levi to serve God. He has chosen His prophets to allure and reprove His people who went astray from faith and life. And God has chosen His disciples to continue the ministry of Christ and to spread the gospel. God has chosen the weak and foolish of the world in human eyes to declare the gospel. Furthermore, He has been creating us again to give us the glorious status of the sons of God. All this choosing is completely by the grace of God and not by the chosen person's ability or greatness. There is a purpose in God's choosing. It is to save His chosen people from sin, to possess us as the people of His inheritance and to give us eternal life. It is also to make us take the likeness of Christ, to spread the Lord's name and to make us live a blameless holy life forever for the sake of the gospel. And it is to make us do the good things that please God to glorify Him forever. With all these purposes, God has chosen us. And I will bring you to Zion. God has chosen us again with the new covenant to bring us to Mount Zion, the new Jerusalem. The entire Bible was written for us in this age. Through the new covenant, we have understood our sins, our transgressions, and we have confessed and declared them. This was the mystery of the kingdom of heaven, which is hidden from all the blind who called us a repentant sect. This prophecy has already come true on earth. Amen. The time has come now. Stop preaching and hearing lies different from the Bible. God works through people. Jesus Christ came in flesh, and so has the Spirit of Truth. Hear what the Spirit of Truth says to the churches. The Time of Grace on FBC2. Every Saturday and Sunday morning, 8.30 to 9. 
Visit us now on YouTube and Facebook at GR Church Fiji.